It's time for episode 143 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, June 29th, 2016. Clockwise, four people, four technology topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where time is still marching on. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I'm joined across the internet from me by my co-host, Mr. Jason Snell. Hi, Jason. Hey, Dan, you're older than you've ever been. And, and now, now I'm even, even older. older. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got your They Might Be Giants reference. I got it. They must be giants, They Jason. may be giants. <laughs> they may be giants. Uh, this is the tech podcast where we talk about four tech topics with two fantastic guests. To my left, it's the proprietor of a very nice website and my good co-host from The Rebound, John Moltz. Hi, John. Hi, Dan. Hi, John. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> and to my left, one of Dan's and my former co-workers at Macworld. She's still at Macworld. It's Leah Yamshaw. Hello. Hello. Welcome Happy back. to be here. Thanks. This is your, I, I was looking it up yesterday. You, you've been on so it's many times. It's my eighth time. It is your eighth appearance. Yeah. So happy number good. eight. Thank you. Eight's my favorite number. This might be my year, you guys. Eight. <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> this time. This is the time. Eight is your favorite number. Hmm. It is. Why, <laughs> you want to get, you want to go critical about Ever that? since Dan built a snowman as a child, he's really loved the number eight. <laughs> Well, let's get started with our first topic, uh, which is me, because I'm today's designated co-host. Rumors uh, of everything from a GPS unit to a camera being added to the Apple Watch 2 are flying. Uh, I'm personally not convinced there's a new Apple Watch coming anytime soon, though. I'm curious to know what you guys think about that. John? Well, we did discuss this on our other podcast, but uh, yeah, I think I'm... I'm I'm sort of in the middle. I'm on the fence about this, but I think I lean toward your side that that I don't think necessarily that there's going to be one in the fall. Um, I think they still want to wring more life out of the current model rather than trying to ship a new one out, Um, even though it's been, you know, it will have been like a year and a half. But it seems like all the uh, improvements that they're putting into Watch OS 3 are going to make a big difference in terms of speed, hopefully, which is probably my biggest complaint about the current watch. So, I don't know. I mean, it'd be nice to have a thinner one, uh, but um, other than, I mean, the speed improvements will make a big difference and, and I think hopefully keep allow them to keep the current model around longer. So they're advertising watchOS 3 as it feels like a whole new watch, which is interesting because that you, some <laughs> might say that means there will not be a whole new watch because this is it. I, I don't know. Um, I said at the very beginning when the Apple Watch shipped that I thought that this needed to be a long cycle, um, you know, a couple of years. But thinking about it now, knowing that on the analyst call a, a few months ago, Tim Cook said that this is very clearly a seasonal product, that they sell a whole lot of them in the holiday season, that I... I I have a hard time believing they won't do a hardware update of some sort uh, this fall just to get them ready to sell a lot of them during the holidays, especially now that this Watch OS 3 update is supposed to be so awesome. So I feel like there will probably be an update this fall. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I bet you it is a subtle update, that it's they update the hardware. Maybe it is, has a little more battery life. Uh, you know, Maybe it adds a little feature here or there, whether that's a camera or GPS, or maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's 
it's it's even more stealthy than that. But I feel like there will be something that nerds will all say is the Apple Watch 2, but that Apple may not even go into that level of detail and may just say, look, we updated the Apple Watch so that the, so that it'll be a little bit better for the holiday season. And, and so that's if I had to put my money in one place, it might be something like that, which is an update, but kind of a more subtle update, not a total rethink of the of the watch. That's going to be my guess. Yeah, my guess is similar to yours, Jason. I feel like watchOS 3 does look like a big departure from watchOS 2. So people that uh, have the have had the Apple Watch since day one will have a, a kind of a new experience. Um, so I think that will kind of bring some new life to the current model. Um, but it did. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see a big overhaul of the watch for another year or so, or maybe until the spring, but a a small tweak for the holiday push would make a lot of sense, especially if there's if they can do something on the hardware level that will bring watchOS 3 to like new heights um, that they can kind of tout for a bit um, that seems pretty likely. But for the big GPS overhaul, I I feel like that's probably not coming until at least the spring. Yeah, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm on the fence. And I think part of it is because the question is, does the watch get treated like uh, an existing, you know, sort of like a consumer electronics device? Or is it more of a fashion accessory? Is it somewhere in between? Because I feel like the idea of like speed bumping it, you know, like you might do to a Mac makes a certain amount of sense. But at the same time, the idea that like this is a fashion accessory and maybe they'd want to tweak it and, and make the aesthetics a little different suggests to me that like a more substantive form factor overhaul might be coming further down the road. So I, I guess I feel like I'm inclined to say that without the, you know, given the watchOS 3 does promise a whole new watch, uh, as, as they might think. Wow. Uh, I, yeah, I did it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I need more. I need more of that beautiful song. I need less. <laughs> I can show you the watch. <laughs> uh, stay on for the bonus track in which we sing the entire Aladdin song with new lyrics. So, yeah, I'm not convinced that one's coming yet, but I, I guess I understand that a speed bump might be plausible. So we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, how about our second topic from John Moltz? Uh, it's somewhat related because I noticed that I, we have, we, it used to be that we just had a computer, right? And now I've got a computer, I've got an iPad, I've got a phone, I've got a, I've got, um, what else do I have? I have a watch. And, uh, partly because of this, I noticed that I'm upgrading my Mac, um, less than I used to. And, and I run out and I get a new phone basically every year. But, um, right now I'm still operating on a 2012 MacBook Air. And I was going, you know, I was really looking at the MacBook when it, the new one came out this week. So some of it is the supply side because I didn't feel like the update was enough to really get me to move to that device and hopefully maybe next year. But still, this machine still does everything that I need it to do. And I don't know if that is just... um me or if that's part of a larger trend of people spending more time with other devices than their computers and um, not necessarily needing to upgrade them as quickly. So I was wondering what your guys's experience uh, is and uh, what's your what's your latest machine and what's your oldest machine? My oldest machine that's still in service is I have a I have a 2007 iMac that uh, is our media streaming uh, device in the house. 
Wow. Uh, my my newest is I, I, I'm sitting in front of it. It's a 5K iMac, the original 5K iMac, so 2014. My oldest, uh, so I've got, the oldest one that I use is my MacBook Air, which is a 2013 model, which the last time I checked is basically still faster than the latest MacBook. Uh, not by as much, but it's close. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's great, other than the fact that it doesn't have a retina screen, which makes me sad. And uh, I have a server, a Mac mini server, that's a 2011 that I upgraded with an SSD, but is is a fairly old system. And, you know, I think you make a good point that um, uh, some of this stuff. I mean, first off, the the smartphone stuff has been it's still in its infancy compared to a compared to computers. The pace of change in the computer side is just not as much as it is in the smartphone and tablet side. So I think I think that's a part of it. Uh, one of my motivators to upgrade when I did was like I said, Retina displays are a big motivator. It's hard for me to use that MacBook Air now because it's just like it's the last non-Retina screen I I use on a regular basis, and it makes me sad to use it. But uh, but otherwise, in terms of processing power it's actually pretty great so so yeah i i have not felt the need to upgrade it and um i'm feeling pretty good about my 2014 imac too so uh so yeah it's it's it is a funny split between the two of them but uh clearly i mean this is what apple's facing with the i I, uh, the iPad right now is uh, iPad replacement cycles are a lot longer than phone cycles and computer cycles are probably the longest of all. And that's because you buy one and it's pretty good and it lasts a while. So, you know, hooray for that. My oldest device, I just retired. Um, it was a 2009 MacBook Pro and I was able to keep it going for way longer than it should have because it was, it was still one of the, the MacBook models that you could like easily pop out the bottom and kind of switch around some of the internals. So I gave it new life, um, which really kept it going, but, uh, Around like December, I finally decided it was time to get rid of that. Um, so it still works. I still have it, but it's it's no longer my my trusty go to. Um, but still, at the time, I wasn't feeling ready, or I wasn't super convinced that I wanted the USB C version of the MacBook. So I opted to go for a refurbished uh, 2014 MacBook Pro with the Retina. So it's very nice. Um, so I, I think my – I'm definitely less cyclical when it comes to replacing um, my Mac stuff. It's just kind of a feeling and seeing what's out on the market. And Jason, you mentioned the retina display being a driver. I was hoping that I would be like super enamored by the USB-C MacBook and that that would be the thing to replace my old 2009 model. Um, but yeah, I just wasn't really feeling it. So I opted for the the refurb. Uh, just in case the next version of the USB-C MacBook is something that I'm more interested in, um, just so I could save, you know, save a bit of money, but still have a machine um, that that works. And I also use uh, a mid or early 2014 MacBook Air, so kind of swapping between the two. Yeah, I should point out that if any, you know, if anybody wants to give me a new device, <laughs> <laughs> open to that. Yes. Uh, I think my oldest model is the mid-2011 iMac that I'm on right now, which is a uh, 21.5-inch display. But at the time when I got it, which is <laughs> way back uh, when I was still at Macworld, it was kind of a top-of-the-line machine. So it's got like a Core i7, it's got an SSD as a primary, and I just upped the RAM from 8 gigs to 24 gigs, which really seems to have improved some of the performance, although with an SSD it was, it was pretty good already. Um, I don't have Retina on any of my machines, 
Um, I also did an upgrade recently on my 2012 Mac Mini and put in uh, an SSD, made a Fusion Drive, and up the RAM on that, too. So that's running pretty smoothly. And then I have a MacBook Air that's only, I think I want to say, a 2014 or so. Um, so in general, yeah, I think the curve is much longer on upgrading uh, the hardware, um, or on, on replacing hardware just because the, the, the machines are much more mature, I feel like. And the iPhone might be getting to that point where it's like not every year is a must have upgrade. Um, I, I think that the Macs last a very long time and you can get a lot of usefulness out of them before they're really feeling, uh, too long in the tooth. It probably helps that I don't have a retina on any of them because if I had it on one, I'd probably want it on everything. <laughs> we know how you are. <laughs> Does that satisfy you, John? Yes, it does. Thank you. <laughs> so it's glad. I mean, I'm just nice. It's, you know, somewhat similar experiences. All right. We've got two topics down, two topics left to go. It's halftime. And you can tell because the band, the college marching band is coming on the field. It is halftime. Let me tell you about our halftime sponsor. This episode of Clockwise brought to you by our friends at Ministry of Supply. Okay. I'm going to break it to you gently. Humans humans we sweat we're like big bags of water we sweat when it's hot and it's summer a lot of sweating happens and it doesn't happen at convenient times your gym clothes can handle it because they're made for it but the work clothes the stuff that you're wearing all day every day to the office they are not made to help this they're also stiff and restricting and that just makes the whole problem worse ministry of supply is here to save you they have performance technology and tailored design combined together to make men's workwear that's comfortable and capable dress shirts and slacks that wick sweat breathe and stretch as you move these are geniuses from mit who are using space age technologies to make better work clothing the apollo dress shirt i've got one of these it's got nasa invented fibers that regulate body temperature based on your surroundings and as an added bonus it's all machine washable you don't have to go to the dry cleaner or anything like that uh i've worn mine several times and it's super comfortable and also i like to think that i could just go into space at any time with the apollo it's that cool to find out more you've got to go to ministryofsupply.com slash clockwise you'll get 15 percent off your first ministry of supply purchase by using the code clockwise at checkout or if you don't want to shop online and i don't know why you wouldn't and you're in boston san francisco or or soon, Washington, D.C., you can go to their brick-and-mortar store. Yes, that's right. The Ministry of Supply is also in the real world. And you get to do something that I think would be really cool, which is you say, I listen to Clockwise. I'd like the Clockwise discount. And you'll still get 15% off in the store. How about that? Thank you to Ministry of Supply for supporting Clockwise and all of Relay FM. All right. Halftime is now over. The band is leaving the field. And here's my topic. Uh, Apple has discontinued the Thunderbolt display, a five-year-old monitor that used a power connection cable so old it required an adapter to work with modern uh, Apple computers and doesn't work at all with the MacBook. It, it was time to go. But uh, my question is, since they haven't replaced it with anything, does Apple need to be in this business, in the monitor business? I bought a Dell monitor to pair with my laptop when I set up my home office a couple of years ago. And more generally, do you stick to like your major brands? Do you have like all all Apple equipment, or do you not mind if you are mixing and matching your tech brands? Leah? I don't mind at all if I'm mixing and matching my tech brands. I just kind of go with uh, what's on sale, what I need, what is going to give me the performance um, that I need. 
but I will say that I do have a Thunderbolt display at the office, and it's so pretty. I don't really – to me, I can't really notice the the difference in terms of speed and things like that. But I do love the way it looks on my desk mm-hmm. and how much the silver backing matches the silver of my – iMac that I plug it, that I hook it up to with the adapter. You may have my old Thunderbolt display because I had one at Macworld and I do sort of miss it. Yeah. It's very, very possible. But I mean, would I, would I have purchased one myself? No, the, the cost was just a bit too much. Um, at home, I rarely even hook up to my display and it's, it's just a basic Dell display or monitor that I use at home. And no, it, it doesn't matter if things match as long as it works. <laughs> yeah, continuing the trend, I actually have an Apple Cinema display, the older version Woo! of the Thunderbolt display at home, uh, which also I think uh, was while I was working for Macworld. Um, and I, I, you know, it's weird. I rarely use it too because I have the iMac on a different desk here and I rarely, I, I can hook it up to my laptop and sometimes I do, but oftentimes I just don't bother. Um, the intriguing part to me about Apple saying in the display game is if this is the rumors of a Thunderbolt display with its own GPU are true, it might be a way to add a retina capability to a mac that doesn't already have it or at least you know for that display which could be potentially interesting um although it's still likely to be a very expensive upgrade and not really competitive if likely if i were in the market to buy my own display i would probably try to find something that's a little more cost effective and provides good performance um although i think that the cinema display i have here despite not being a retina display is, is very nice um so I wouldn't be surprised either way if Apple decided they wanted to leave the display game. But part of me thinks that they, you know, with the Mac Pro and the Mac Mini still out there and lots of people using external displays and multiple displays, I feel like they probably still think there's a little bit of a little bit of money to get there. Yeah, I feel like for their purposes, it's it's a good business to be in. I mean, I would think their margins on those things are probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fairly, fairly nice. So uh, I don't see them getting out of the, the business at all. Um, that said, I have not owned an Apple display. I mean, other than the ones that are built in, um, since they were CRTs. Um, so they're just like Dan said, I mean, they're just too exorbitantly expensive for, for my needs and my wife and I don't actually, so I don't have an external display for any of my laptops and my wife does, but it's just a, I think it's a Vizio or some, you know, I can't even remember, you know, it's one of the name brands that I can't remember. Um, and it, and it works fine. You know, it's, it does what it needs to do. It makes the screen bigger and she can see it better. So um, I don't see myself ever being in that market, uh, sim- you know, for Apple displays simply because they're probably going to be priced out of my range. Yeah. I know people though, who everything they have is like Apple stuff and it's just like, that's just what it is. And, uh, and then other people are, are, uh, like us apparently are not like that. Uh, and John, you nailed it. Uh, Apple doesn't need to be in this business, but they'll be in it because they're going to be able to make a product that works really well with their other products. And they're going to sell a lot alongside it for very high margins. And it's a good business to be in. It's, I think it's why it's one of the only ones that Apple is still in. There are rumors about whether the airport base stations are going to continue or whether that team has been disbanded. I'm not sure whether Apple needs to be in the Wi-Fi business either, but the monitor business may be just because it's so, I think, so profitable. The margins are so great on it. We'll see. Uh, Right now, they're not. Right now, Apple's not in that business, but maybe they'll return to it someday. One more topic to go. Leah, what do you have for us? All right. I want to talk about chatbots. Uh, Chatbots seem to be everywhere in the messaging game right now, and even Apple is getting into it um, by opening up... uh, their messages app to allow 
uh, third-party developers to create iMessage apps, and a lot of them will have these chatbot-based services included in them. So I just wanted to know, do any of you use any chatbots currently? Um, Which ones do you use? Are there any iMessage apps you'd like to see integrated with iOS 10? What do you think? Uh, I I don't even like it when you go to the like the websites for the retail stores and they give you the little customer service thing pops up and I'm never <laughs> sure if it's a person or a robot like that that makes me deeply uncomfortable. Uh, so I I'm actually not I haven't really used any of the chatbots out there. It just seems so it seems odd to me. I don't know why I would want to do it. I mean, I guess I guess there's stuff that you can get from that that might be more intuitive than than getting it from like looking something up in an app or a Google search or something like that. But to me it just seems like a weird abstraction layer over getting the information that I actually want to get. Um, and so, I mean, I won't be surprised to see any of these things sh- uh, pop up for the in terms of iMessage apps, um, but I'm far less interested in those than I am in, you know, other things like uh, the ability to do payments via, via you know, text messages, for example, which I think is, is far more useful to me at the end of the day. Um, but as far as chatbots go, I don't know, un- unless, unless, are you all chatbots? Is that a possibility? Could that be happening right now? I'm a little worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think we need to do anything to... Uh, um, hasten the uh, the the robots taking over. Um, so I don't I don't use any chatbots currently. I mean, other unless you count like being in some Slack rooms that have Slack bots um, you know, that do various jokey replies. Uh, but the, I, yeah, I mean, I guess the thing that I'm probably most interested in coming down that's coming down the road would be those payment things because uh, like last night I went out with some friends to go to a movie and you know one of the guys bought all the tickets for us and it would have been just you know nice if I could have just send him a message through uh, through the text system to to pay him back. So uh, as it was, I just didn't pay him. You know? <laughs> maybe maybe that actually works out better for me. Maybe I don't want that that feature. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't don't be so dismissive of of uh, dumb jokes in Slackbot, John. That's my favorite thing about chatbots <laughs> is is the perfectly applied uh, string of text that generates a perfectly responded ch- uh, Slackbot message. I, I it's an art form that is. Uh, I don't know. It'll be appreciated in the future by people as one of the finest forms of entertainment uh, created. <laughs> the early twenty first century. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I've I've talked about it before a little bit. I, I find some of Google's approaches where you've got a conversation between two people, and there's also the Google chatbot kind of listening and inter- inserting itself in the, your your one on one conversation. I think it's a bad idea. I think there are a lot of places where bots are just trying to, you know, the idea is that that let's use a bot instead of user interface. Like, no, that's not interested. Uh, interesting to me uh tools to send have me send better messages i think are more powerful unless it, a chatbot is going to be like uh you know a, a digital assistant and do something like you know if i if i buy if i've got tickets for the for the that movie uh and i want to send those send the passes to everybody's phones and get uh and tell them how much they owe me uh if i could have a chatbot do that and say can you send this to these people and have it just kind of like take it and do the rest of it that would be great but again couldn't that just be user interface at that point instead of just using text for it? Is going back to a text command line really going forward or not? I don't know. 
Guys, Clippy has been looking for work, okay? <laughs> Clippy's down on his luck. It's true. It looks like you he, need a chat bot. Guys? He, he kind of got a second life in uh, this season of Silicon Valley as the Pied Piper Pipey. I don't know if any of you watched that show, but they had a super clever spinoff. I'm, I'm behind on it, so I haven't gotten to that part oh, yet. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry. Spoilers! It's, Come it's on, Leo! Clippy needs a shave and a hot meal, and he'll be fine. <laughs> I can't watch anything that Dan Lyons is involved with. <laughs> I think that was last season. I think now he's not involved with it anymore. Just okay, so right I, can, I can skip that season. I can pick up this no. season. Um, okay. I actually have two chatbots that I use fairly frequently. Um, they're standalone apps. They I haven't explored any of the options that are available in Facebook Messenger just because Facebook already knows too much about me and I don't want to give the robots like any other clues. Um, but can you just make you... them talk to each other? Ooh. <laughs> does that solve some problems, or does it create <laughs> new problems? One of those. <laughs> yeah. So the the chat apps that I use, um, one is called Digit, and it's a um, it's a savings app. It's kind of like a little bank account that just connects to your checking account and moves small increments of money over to a private savings account, and it does it on its own accord, but all of the interactions that you do with it are through this chatbot messenger. So you give it commands, and then it tells you, you know, how it's going to respond. And it's um, it's pretty clever. I like it. I like more – I use it more for the, like, back-end functionality and less of, like, the chat aspect of it. But one app that I love that I do use for the, the chatbot aspect is Lark, which is a – fitness tracking app, but it's more of like a health and wellness app. So you launch it and it asks you questions about your day and like what you had for breakfast. And then it can kind of log your log your stats that way. And um, it has a an Apple Watch app that's that's really nice too. So it kind of encourages you to get up and move and exercise in a way that's a bit less intrusive than the like tap, 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 time to stand up, tap, 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 tap. <laughs> this is more like a gentle like, hey, how about you take a break and get up and go for a walk around the block? And um, I'm interested to see what these existing chat bot apps or like chat focused apps are going to try to do um, with the messages app if anything so we'll see indeed we will well that's four tech topics down uh time enough for our bonus question it's summer and uh, traditionally a time of big blockbuster movies so is there anything that you've already seen that you really liked or anything that you are looking forward to seeing john uh well i've seen as far as big blockbusters i have seen um, if you want to count Civil War, which is kind of a spring release, um, that was uh, terrific. I love that movie. Um, I also saw the X-Men movie, which was, you know, um, it was OK, uh, but I think it was the the least effective of the three most recent X-Men titles. And I'm, I'm in a I'm in a wait and see position with with the next Star Trek movie because the trailers have been kind of hit and miss, I think. And last night we saw The Lobster, which is not at all a summer blockbuster, but um, extremely <laughs> weird. But it's but a enjoyable. weird movie. Yeah, it's very weird. I am a, a Star Trek fan from the beginning, so of course I'm going to go see Star Trek Beyond, perhaps right when it comes out. And yeah, I um, I feel like the bar has been set so low in terms of expe- expectations that I'm now prepared to be pleasantly surprised, which may be setting the bar too high again. I don't know, but that's the next one on my calendar. Uh, oh, and Ghostbusters. I'm also, I've am also i also got that down. I've got two movies on my calendar of like, hey, this movie is opening. You should go see it. And it's Ghostbusters and uh, Star Trek Beyond. 
Yeah, I'm so excited for Ghostbusters. I think it's going to be awesome. I've been super excited about it um, since, you know, the ca- casting was announced. And uh, that's that's the, the highest one on my list. Um, I recently saw Finding Dory as well. And it was it was really cute. I really enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't say it's like if we're looking at the whole Pixar canon, I wouldn't say that Finding Dory is like a crucial part of that movie collection. But it's it's very enjoyable. So I recommend it if people need a good family-friendly summer option. I had to uh, Google my own question to remember what all the movies coming out were. (laughs) Uh, I mean, like John, I saw Civil War and I really liked it. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Star Trek movie. I will go see that. I haven't seen Finding Dory, though. I've seen most of the Pixar movies in theaters, so maybe maybe this one might be one that I miss or catch on video. Um, And Ghostbusters looks looks interesting, so I I will probably go to that, too. So, yeah. But other than that, it seems like a, uh, a kind of quieter year in general. Or maybe they're just not appealing to me anymore. I've aged out of that demographic. Guys, why nobody, doesn't anybody want to see Independence, Independence Day? Day. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Huh. Yeah. Very, very odd. That. <laughs> I've seen more trailers for The Secret Life of Pets than I have for Independence Day, which is, like, bizarre. Well, it looks better. <laughs> wait, wait, wait for the inevitable mashup between those. The people who buy the ads, uh, guess what? They've seen the movie. So they're like, yeah, nah. <laughs> uh, well, that is all we've got for our show today. So it remains only to thank our guests. John Moltz, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Leah Yamshon, thank you so much for being here. It's great to have you. And I hope you come back for number nine. All right. Thanks for having me. Woo, number nine. All right, Dan, we, we did it. We made it through again. Aha, we've survived another. They cannot defeat us. Not yet. Well, that's probably true. We remain the champions or something. Until the chatbots take us out. <laughs> All right. And thanks to everybody out there for listening to this week's edition of Clockwise. We'll be back next week with two more guests and four more topics. Until then, we remind you, as always, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.